Well, y'all, I want to welcome this guy. Um, early this week, I had a chance to see my folks in Searcy. And I told Dad, I said, Dad, we've got a guest speaker coming, and it's somebody that you know. And I said, it's Carl Medley. And he said, oh, you give him the warmest hello. <laughs> so you got a warm hello from Kurt Baker. Hello, Dad. He's coming at you. <laughs> and he's watching us right now. He's awesome. watching us. Let me pray over this guy. Yes, Father, you have used Carl to speak to so many in our group time and time again. And one man this morning when we were visiting in the lobby over coffee, he said, Carl looks at you and he sees right into your soul. Father, we think your soul alive in spirit in Carl that we, we feel like sometimes we're talking to you. And we want that to happen again this morning. Use him. Use him to speak your word to your people this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Good morning, everyone. What a blessing to be here. I have been blessed by this body so many times. I've done the men's retreat uh, up in Mountain View for over seven, seven eight years. Uh, we've been getting with your men and just having a great time. And it's good to meet some of these beautiful wives and to see your children. And uh, just so excited, uh, Jim, Bob, and Matilda, just thank you all. I, I've even gotten to do a retreat with them before, and we got to wash each other's feet. And uh, we've just had some great times of fellowship together. And, and uh, I tell you what, Mark and Danielle have taken such good care of us and and I, I know I weigh more now than when I came just a couple days ago. It's, it's no doubt about it. And uh, just looking forward to doing even more fellowship of Robin and Linda after service. It's just so many people here I love and, and thank God for. And, and uh, even though I'm not going to be talking about the names of God today, I am going to be talking about his character and his ways today in a powerful way. And uh, I'm just excited to share this word with you. I have my beautiful wife with me here today, Linda, uh, which that name means beautiful, and she walks in it very well. Amen. Amen. And uh, we've been married for 37 years. We have three beautiful children, and we're so thankful for God's grace in our lives. I want to share a word with you today. Give what you want. Give what you want. And this word I'm sharing with you today has had a profound effect on my life, especially in the last four years. It's just just been so uh, powerful and liberating and transforming, and it's really led me into receiving from Jesus like I've never received from him before, and also not just receiving, but being able to give some things that he's given me to other people in a way I've never give, been able to give before. So it's a, it's a very powerful word in my life and my family's life, and I'm so happy today to share it with you. If you would turn with me to Ephesians, I mean, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 6. I've been doing a study on Ephesians, and that's just stuck in my head. Uh, but Luke chapter 6, verse 27, I want to share a passage of Scripture. I'm going to basically speak from verse 35 to 38 but I wanted to give you some background on those verses that I've, I wanted to, for you to hear uh, in this passage of Scripture. Luke chapter 6, verse 27. It says, But I say to you here, love your enemies, and to do good to those who hate you, 
Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask for them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Now, a lot of us grow up learning the golden rule, right? Well, the golden rule really comes from God's word. And here it is. We see it right here in the scriptures. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners and receive as much back. Now, I want to say something about this passage of Scripture. This is Jesus talking to the Jews. And the people that he's telling them about, their enemies, he's talking about the Romans. <laughs> they're, they're great arch enemies, the Romans. Now, Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, who is the promised one that is to come, he is here. Even though the Jews don't recognize that he's here. But this is him. He's here on the scene. And he's come to liberate his people and to free his people. But their idea of what liberation and freedom is is totally different from his idea of what liberation and freedom is. They think he's coming to destroy the Romans, to pay back, to give them what they've been giving them. And boy, they are so excited about the Savior coming because he's going to wreak havoc on their enemies and he's going to destroy all their enemies. And when they hear this, even the ones who were putting faith in him and believing in him, they were cut to the heart. How could this be? This doesn't make any sense. The Savior, the Messiah, is supposed to come and destroy our enemies. And you're telling us to love our enemies. And let me tell you something. This is the very thing that caused such an uproar about Jesus in wanting to have him crucified and to have him killed when he began to talk like this. This is not at all what the people expected. And let's be honest, we can relate to this in our own lives. <laughs> Sometimes the words we get from the Lord are not the words that we expect at all, are the words that we want to hear at all. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. <laughs> They're not what we expect. Knowing him and getting to know him is so different from what we expect to get from him. But let me tell you, it always leads to freedom and liberation. It always leads to blessing, even though we can't see it. So now I'm going to pick up at verse 35. And verse 35 through 38 is really what I want to lock in on with you today. This is what God says. He says, but love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. Yes, you got a great reward if you would love the Romans, you Jews. You got a great reward if you would do that. And you will be sons of the Most High. Everybody's going to, you know, I have a son named Simon. And, and my son is, he's, 
next weekend up here, he's going to be getting engaged right here in Fayetteville. And one thing as I've grown up, I have heard this hundreds of times. There's no doubt that Simon's your son. He looks just like you. He walks like you. His mom would even tell me this when I would be out of town on trips, that Simon would walk in the room and I think is you. He would say things that make me think you're still at the house. We, when people see us, it'll be, uh, it should be obvious that his ways are our ways. His, his, his words are words that the father would say. It should be obvious that we're his sons. And that's what it's saying. You will, you, will, you will be the sons of the most high. It'll be obvious that you're my son. Look at God. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Let me tell you something. The, Jew, the Romans did a lot of evil things to the Jews. But Jesus was saying, the father, he's kind to unthankful people. And he's kind to evil people. I'm glad because I, I qualify for both of those. <laughs> it says, therefore be merciful, just as your father is also merciful. Now, there are some beautiful things there. Just in what I've just read, we see that God is a loving God. He's full of love. Not only is he full of love, but it says, he is kind. He has kindness. God has, has, has given us kindness. And he is merciful. God has given us mercy. That word mercy, and a lot of times I, I would get that confused. What's the difference between mercy and grace? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. It's like a police officer. I know... None of y'all ever been pulled over by police before, Mark. You know, none of y'all probably have ever had that happen. But it would be like this. When you're speeding, you're going 75 in a 55, and the police pull you over, and you know from everything that you've ever heard or learned according to the book that you studied when you were getting your driver's permit, uh, it says that if you're going 75 and a 55, you deserve a ticket. Amen? You, you deserve a ticket. But the police officer pulls you over, and he doesn't give you a ticket. Even though you deserve a ticket, he gives you, he, he doesn't, he gives you something that, that, that you don't deserve. He gives, you, he gives you grace. He lets you go. He lets you go. He lets you go. Grace is not getting, well, you know, in favor from God that we don't deserve. You're getting favor from the police officer. He, he's letting you go. He's giving you grace. He's not holding it against you that you were going that far over the speed limit. But look at mercy, y'all. Mercy is even different. This is when the police officer pulls you over. And not only does he not give you a ticket, but he gives you a coupon to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what? What? I deserve a ticket. You're not only going to not give me what I don't deserve, but you are going to give me something I hadn't earned. 
I, I, I deserve a ticket, but you're going to give me a gift certificate. Man, that's beautiful. That mercy. Aren't y'all glad you got it from God? He's given you something that you don't deserve. You're given. He's blessed us. And he wants us to do that with other people. And then it, it talks about, it goes on and it says, Judge not and you shall not be judged. For, condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. God has given us forgiveness. Now, there's four things I've mentioned there that God has given us, but we want to give to other people. You know why we want to give it to other people? Because we need it so much. Hey, I don't know about y'all. I need love. I, I, I need kindness. I need mercy. And I need forgiveness. Now, I got a video I want you to see because this, this video with this water in it, it represents how I want to receive all these four things from God. It represents the vastness of God's love and his kindness and his mercy and his forgiveness. It's just unlimited. And I want him to pour it out on me. I mean, I want it to gush out on me, anybody else with me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to I overflow. And so I want you to look at this video. I think it describes it so beautifully. What a beautiful scene. As you see that, they play that video. Just as you see that vast amount of water there. I mean, that's a lot of water. And, and it's, 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 yes, there it is. And it's, and it's just running. It's just flowing out. This is how I want God's love to come to me, y'all. But that's not it. I want that mercy and that kindness just to flow into my life and flow into my heart. And I just want to be overwhelmed by all of that. I want to see that just coming, just unlimited. God's unlimited in what he can give. Look at that, just gushing into my life. Lord God, yes, I want that. I mean, look how it's flowing. That's how God gives it to us, y'all. Unlimited supply unlimited supply yeah let that love flow let that mercy flow let that let it just come and just fill me up that's how god's that's how god's love is Amen. don't y'all want to receive it like that yes. just overflowing but you know a lot of times y'all this is the way it is we want to receive it like that but we want to give it like this Yeah, you know, I, I want it flowing, overflowing. I want to gush it. But a lot of times, this is the way. And sometimes it's not even this way. Even, even, even we, we, we kind of cut that off. We want it like that. But we don't want to give it like that. But we don't understand the blessing of giving it. Not only the blessing of giving it, but of receiving it. In this description, say it's more blessed to give than it is receive. You know why it's more blessed to give than it is receive? Because the more you give, the more you receive. <laughs> I remember I grew up in my fellowship that I grew up in. There were a lot of older women in it. They they were older women, and 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 this is this is this is they would sing this song. You can. Beat God given, no matter how you try. 
The more you give, the more he gives to you. So keep on giving because it's really true that you can't beat God giving no matter how you try. You know, they didn't have a lot of money to give back then. They didn't have a lot of material possessions to give back then. But boy, those older women had learned something about how to give love, how to give kindness, how to give mercy, and how to give forgiveness. And they found out you can't be God-given. The more you give, the more the floodgates are open for you to receive from him. So beautiful. So beautiful. And I want to say something about this thing that what we really want to make sure we don't give. We want to make sure we don't give. There are some things listed in here that says, judge not, and you will not be judged. I don't want the judgment. I don't, anybody in here? I don't want the judgment part. I don't want to be judged, but I want to, I want to give. I want to give. But I don't want to give judgment. Judgment, you say, what is judgment? Now, the scripture has a lot to say about judgment, and a lot of people say this is one of the most famous words that you'll hear in the world today. Don't judge me. You better not judge me. I mean, people love to say that. They don't really know what it means, <laughs> but it's a popular statement that a lot of people say. But the Bible says that too, and one of the places in the scripture that it says it, also in this passage, but another passage in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, this is what it says. Judge not, and you will not be judged. For with the judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank that is in your eye? Or do you not say to your brother, remove the speck from your eye and look, at the plank that is in your own eye. Hypocrite, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will clearly be able to remove the speck that is from your brother's eye. You know what? I have been guilty of judging people. I've been guilty of judging people. And I found out that one of the reasons why we judge people and we come down so hard on people and, and judgment and discernment are two different things. Discernment is recognizing truth. If someone is doing something you love or, or, or that we're supposed to love, everybody, amen? And, and if they're doing something and you tell them the truth, there's no judgment in that. You're actually loving them and trying to protect them. That's nothing wrong with, with discernment. But the problem comes in when we begin to, to, to judge people with a hard heart. It's not about, it's not reconciliatory. It's not about bringing people together. It's not about blessing someone and helping someone like the Jews did when they crucified Jesus. It's, it was not in that. And so we want to have discernment, but we don't want to get hard in our hearts toward people. And you know what? You know the reason why we sometimes we get so judgmental of, of, toward people is because 
the speck that we see in them, there's a plank in us. There's a plank in us. And we hadn't dealt with that plank, so we like to look at somebody else and magnify their little speck because we refuse to deal with the hurt or the plank or the things that's in our own lives. So now whenever I get judgmental towards somebody, and y'all, we got a lot of ways we do that. I remember even saying this. You know, I judge lawyers. I say, oh, he's a lawyer. He's a liar. <laughs> Judged him and condemned him just like that. We do stuff like that all the time. That is not what God has called us to give to people. We label people and we judge them and we condemn them. That's not what God has for us. He has love for us. Kindness and mercy and forgiveness. Judge not as you be not judged. Condemn not. Don't sin as people. Don't sin as people and put labels on people. Oh, once a drug addict, always. That is judgment. And that very person that is judging that person in that way, that's what you will replicate in your own life. You become the very things in which you judge other people for being and condemn other people for being. Y'all, I've seen this as in entire ethnic groups. I grew up in an ethnic group as, 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 as a black man. I grew up, and there was a lot of hurt that was done to the black community, a lot of things that were done. But God says, love your enemies. Be kind to them. Be merciful to them. Even if they're unthankful, even if they're evil, do that. And he says, forgive them. But I've seen entire ethnic groups get bitter and unforgiving. And then the group becomes the very thing in which they accuse others of being. If you look in the black communities, there's so much, so much evil there, so much abuse there, so much murder there, so much. Why? A lot of these things come over into your own lives when you don't forgive and when you judge and when you condemn. You become that very thing. And I encourage people and I encourage myself and I encourage my children. Forgive. Love. Be kind. Be merciful. And God will bring freedom and liberation to your life in a way that no man can. No ethnic group can. No nation can. But God can. So what I'm saying to you today, give. Give. And it will be given to you. Let me let my beautiful wife come up. You know, we've learned to do this in our marriage. We've learned to do this in our marriage, and we've been so blessed by it. And we're continually learning to do it all the time. We can, come on up here. I can't, don't, don't, don't. Watch it. There you go. This right here is a hose. I, I know y'all familiar with these because y'all got these in your gardens. You got these at home. And you'll have a hose like this. And one of the things that frustrated me about watering, you know, they don't. They used to not have the hoses that don't kink. You remember that? They, they've, they've advanced a long way. But you'd be out there watering something and bringing life to it, and then all of a sudden, 
you get a kink in the hose. And that would make you so mad. Whenever there's a kink in the hose, you no longer could receive because the hose could no longer give. You can't get it in there if it's not flowing out of there. That's why God says, forgive and you will be forgiven. Be merciful and you'll get the mercy. Be kind and you'll get the kindness. But y'all, when there's a fence comes, and see, this is what kinks the hose. When Linda, I, you know, she didn't make me a German chocolate cake, but she made someone else one. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to withhold from you because you withheld from me. And I'm, I'm not going to give you something because you didn't give me something. We do that in marriage, don't we, sometimes? I'm not going to give it to you because you didn't give it to me. But we don't realize we just stopped ourselves up from getting it from God. But you know what? No matter what you do, my love toward you, I've already declared this, my love toward you is going to be unconditional. And my kindness toward you is going to be unconditional. And guess what? Not only my kindness, but my mercy is going to be unconditional. And my unforgiveness is going to be unconditional. You know why? Because I can't afford to have my supply cut off from God. It's too important. It's too vital. I got to have it. But you know what? Not only do I got to have it, let me tell you how to get things, to not give the wrong things. And this is how I'm getting delivered from judgment and condemnation and unforgiveness. This is how I'm getting delivered. I'm getting delivered by understanding. And I say, God, help me to see all you've given me. Help me to see all you've given me. And not only help me see all you've given me, help me receive all you've given me. Sometimes we have a hard time receiving because we'll say things like, I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve God's kindness. I don't deserve God's mercy. I don't deserve God's forgiveness. No, none of us do, but thank God it's a free gift. Take it. Take it. That's why he came. That's why he died. That's why he shed his blood. That's why he went through all he went through, so that we could have that free gift. Receive it. But then after you receive it, say, God, reveal to me anything in my life, any hardness of my heart that would be judgmental, that would be condemning, any hurts, any offenses that I have in my heart. God, Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He's the counselor. He's the guide. He's the teacher. He's the spirit of truth. He'll show you if you get still long enough just to ask him. Say, Lord, show me where I've been judgmental. Some of y'all have been judgmental against a certain political party. You've been hard in your heart. Some of you have been judgmental against a certain denomination, maybe, or certain that, that story that that young man shared, powerful story. Sometimes we can get judgmental and, and, uh, against certain denominations and th certain things that people believe. Hey, God, I, reveal to me where I've been that way because I don't want anything stopping up my flow. Nothing. It's an opportunity. Do y'all know when somebody offends you? It's an opportunity for you to love them the way God is loving you. It's an opportunity. So I guarantee you at work, 
your spouse or somebody is going to offend you. Don't, don't do this. Say, what an opportunity. You didn't give me my cake, baby. <laughs> but I know what you like, and I know what blesses you, and I'm going to make sure you get it. Now I get to be like Jesus. I get to give even when I hadn't received. And that allows that flow to come to me more and more like I've never known it before. Thank you. Appreciate you, baby. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord God. We, we don't want judgment, Lord. We don't want condemnation. We don't want to be like the Jews that became just like the Romans in the way that they treated the Savior of the world. The Romans crucified people and hung them on crosses. And the Jews hated for them to do that. Then they became the very thing to the Savior of the world. Father, we don't want that. But we do want the love. Lord God, we need the love. Lord, we need the kindness. We need the mercy. We need the forgiveness. Not only to come through to us, but to abide in us and dwell in us. And then, yes, Lord, we need it not to just stay there, but we need it to flow through us to other people. For this, we have been called. For this, we have been redeemed. For this, we have been saved. Lord, to let it flow to everyone. So, Father God, we ask for you, Lord God, to guide us in that. And, Lord, to heal us and remove anything in us that will stop the flow of your love coming to us, flowing through us to others. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.